Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, Fightful.com podcast, July 24th. I am the managing editor of Fightful.com. You can check me out uh, on this week's post-UFC podcast that I did on Saturday night solo after UFC Long Island. Also, last night with Alex Palowski, uh, post-WWE Battleground. I will be on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow at 3 Eastern. And then this Wednesday, live in Toronto for The List and Your Boy, which means that Alex Palowski is filling in for me tomorrow night post-Smackdown. You're going to get all the Mike Kanellis and the Randy Orton and the Jinder Mahal you can handle. Oh, God, yeah. Ever, maybe we'll see the great Kali tomorrow. Wouldn't that be great? Did you, have you seen his Instagram? No, I haven't. You must see his Instagram. <laughs> I mean, because, I've seen it from before, but not from yet, from recently. Oh, boy. I can't wait to show you all this. Um his Instagram is exactly what you would think that his Instagram is. So let me track this down. I'll have to actually go through Natalia's because she tagged him in this. Okay. So this is uh, for the audio viewers. You really need to check out the the YouTube of this. <clears throat> so, of course, he's got a bunch of pictures of him and gender, and including one of him holding the WWE championship. But then the day before... The day before, he posted like a ton of pictures of him on the airplane and then this hilarious photo with his head cut off next to this woman. But here's the best part. You scroll down and he posts like seven of the same selfie all the time. All the time. It is a joy. Oh, wow. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> so guys we got monday night raw tonight and um needless to say the we got some the where's the beef the SummerSlam main event is where the beef is alex we're talking all, beef coming at our faces from all different directions <laughs> at least four at least four different directions just beef 
hot beef coming right at us. It's going to be oh, so, so great. Just I said it's got to be some sort of tie-in with Sonic, right? It has to be. Just and beef. Because they, beef. Beef. <laughs> just so, so much beef. Well, I mean, <laughs> they had to go with beef because, I mean, Ellsworth over on SmackDown has the, the market cornered on pork. He is the big hog. He is the big hog. Yeah. Yeah. Big Monday Night Raw, uh, or big match set on Monday Night Raw tonight uh, for SummerSlam. Big match set for next week's Raw. Uh, This Saturday, guys, I'll be back home, and we will be doing a UFC 214 post show. Jones versus Cormier, that show is loaded. Cyborg fights on it. Damian Maya versus Tyron Woodley for the welterweight title. Uh, Cerrone versus Lawler. It is loaded. Head over to the Fightful.com forums as well. Uh, some of the subjects right now include uh, last-minute finish change, America versus the rest of us, the great Kali, how scholar and Olympic wrestling affects learning how to become an MMA fighter. Lots of good stuff over there. And, of course, you can check out all of our podcasts at FightfulPods.com. Somebody says, have some coffee at the Sky Dome. Best ever. I am not a coffee drinker. Not a coffee drinker. Of course, guys, we have live coverage of everything over at Fightful.com. Go check that out as well as all your news. We start off with Kurt Angle coming out looking jovial like the weight of the world is off of his shoulders, Alex. Yeah. He's so good. Like, if you were to put him in an acting sphere, I don't know how well it would work all the time. But for this, he he worked really well. Yeah. No, it it worked out fine. It was great. Um, There's, you know... Listen, either you're going to accept this or you're not. You know what I mean? Like, we all know Jason Jordan's not Kurt Angle's son. So you can have that little tidbit ruin it for you and piss all over this no matter what they do with it. Or you can see where it's going and play along. I choose to do the latter because most of these people, they're not even using their real names. Like, they're playing obvious characters anyway. Yeah. So Jason Jordan's character is, is Kurt Angle's son. Yes. That's fine. I can I move on with that. And I think that they're doing a very good job with it so far, and we will see where it goes from here. Sure. Braun, then Samoa Joe come into the ring, and they want their shot at Brock Lesnar. And they have to shoehorn in the great balls of fire name again because we're not done with that shit yet. <laughs> but but as long as it's Samoa Joe saying it, I don't mind because he, he, when he says it, <laughs> He puts a little bass in his voice. It's it makes you think it's real. Well, that and when Braun says it, it's <laughs> he says some of the most ridiculous shit. And the way that he says he it, does. I'm just like, okay, you are. If the warlord was good, so I'm yeah. I'm not mad at it. Like you are every guy that the WWE. If oh my god, well here's the thing. I don't know how much money he would have made with Hogan in the '80s because Hogan would have beat him at a pay per view and moved on, but. Yeah. Man, man. Uh, Rowan Reigns' shirt looks like one that a mom would pick out for a 10-year-old kid. That was bad. But it's, it, it's listen, terrible. Here's the deal. His shirt technically is for 10-year-old kids. Like, that's yeah. who's buying his merch. So they, they they designed it for those people. You know what I mean? Like They did. Not a, not a lot of dudes in their 30s who were like, I'm going to go get the new Rowan Reigns oh, shirt. Oh, dude. No, you would be super surprised, man. Go to any WWE live event, you will see grown men 
without children at events dressed head to toe like John Cena. I'm talking like the jorts, <laughs> the hat, the wristbands. There was a guy, uh, my friend Tyler McDaniel, shout out to T-Mac, worked at Walmart, and he's like, you got to see this guy I work with. And he didn't, he didn't say anything else to me. And then one day I was in Walmart. This was probably about, oh gosh, seven, eight years ago. I went into Walmart and I see him on break and he's like, hey man, what's up? And I see this guy come up in his Walmart gear and he's got a Cena hat and armbands on. And I'm like, well, you're definitely the guy he was talking about. There's like no, there was no other guy I had to see that he worked with there. Like that was him. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wear whatever the hell you want. I'm just saying there are a lot of adults that do that. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Um, I thought Reigns' promo was pretty good because he – Yeah. I mean, he just just read off his resume, like his LinkedIn profile. Like these are all the things I did. It's a good resume. Yeah, it's a good resume. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you can't argue Unfortunately, usually when when job applicants are looking to gain a title match with Brock Lesnar, lost the last match you were in isn't usually one of those. Right. And he, he did accordingly leave that off. Right. He didn't mention that. Right, and when the th- thing was like, um, w- what the hell have you ever done to Braun Strowman? Uh, it was like, well, I beat the piss out of you a bunch of times. Uh, and when he says to, to, to Samoa Joe, what have you ever done? It's like, well, I'm technically 2-0 and against you, so. Yeah. Like, you can't ask, ask those questions if the actual factual answers you were going to get back are not the answers you're looking for rhetorically. Um, but, no, the program was delivered well. Uh, all three of these guys have a legit claim. Um, and uh, so Kurt Angle does what you have to do in this situation. He makes a big B four-way for, um, for SummerSlam. And it's my, – my birthday's not even until September. And yeah. this, is, this, is, this is a birthday present for me. Like, I can't wait for this thing. Are you going to eat one of those pretzel dogs while you watch this? <laughs> I, should, I should get a four-pack. Of pretzel dogs. I'll point that, them all at each other angrily, and I'll eat one at a time. I depending think on we plan. need to make that mandatory that during SummerSlam, each member of the Fightful team, yeah. within reason, like yeah. I'm not going to make Anna fly to the States and get a pretzel <laughs> dog or anything. Uh, although, we should see if we can pack them in dry ice and ship them to her. <laughs> although originally she was supposed to be in town for, for oh, SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, but we all got to eat our pretzel dogs. I got to do it. All three men are getting a title shot. Uh, Joe isn't happy about it. No, and and he kind of shouldn't be, right? Um, but my favorite thing about this is when they all start fighting. Kurt Angle is like at the ramp, like a third base coach. <laughs> get the get out of here, Goldust. What are you? You don't have a match tonight. Get your ass down here. Come on. Like just waving them in. He's like, the left fielder dropped the ball. Go. <laughs> he was awesome. And nobody can sell that like him. <laughs> like he, no. Like he's got those short little arms yeah. and they were just yeah. going around and around. Oh, right. man. It was great. Uh, he was waving was Jeff Blauser in on a Francisco Cabrera <laughs> hit in the 1992 <laughs> NLCS. That's what. Or no, I think it was Sid Bream. Sid yeah, Bream. Yeah, Sid Bream. Yeah, Sid That's Bream, who was the Sid slowest Bream. runner in all of baseball at the time. Yes. Um, listen, this whole thing was excellent. Um, from from Braun saying he doesn't care, 
All he wants to do is pile up bodies. That was <laughs> badass. That was so badass. And you know what else is I'm badass? I'm like, go ahead, go ahead and give him Mark Henry's theme because he's the only man worthy of it now. Yeah. They need to create an Olympic event called the Man Toss. And Braun Strowman would win gold in that shit by a mile. Like, that poor guy. He got thrown forever and just landed straight on on the floor. I'll like, just say that. Whatever security guard took that bump from inside the ring to outside the ring, he ain't making his weekend bookings. <laughs> Not this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I joked that they should start a, we should start a GoFundMe for his family. Oh, my God. My God. Uh yeah. Um, Sorry, Falcon Fight League Pro Wrestling. Your boy ain't going to be there on oh, wow. Saturday. That was so fantastic. Uh, I just love everything about this. I love the idea of Braun's uh, getting choked out in the um, Coquina Clutch. So Braun, so Roman's like, I'm going to spear both of these dudes because I'm Roman. It's yeah. just great. Everyone fights everybody off, and eventually Braun stands tall because he's Braun. Nobody wants to get in the ring. Like they're like, no, screw this, Kurt. I'll I'll get fired if you want to. I'm not going in there with him. It was just wonderful. Everything about this was so great. Love all three of these dudes. Can't wait to see them uh see I them mean, at SummerSlam. These three dudes um added to the mix a motivated Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like hopefully I'm trying motivated. to get a new contract, Brock Lesnar. Hopefully motivated Brock Lesnar. That could this could be really good. It could be really, 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 really good. Yeah, guys, if you all want the lowdown on the Brock Lesnar UFC USADA situation, I broke it down on last week's list and your boy uh, podcast over at FightfulPods.com. And, of course, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, I'll be talking to Showdown Joe about that as well. My favorite line of the night was Cole. Well, man, Cole had a lot of them tonight. But this one, we get a partial shield reunion of sorts. (laughs) So all night I, ref- I referred to them as Shield 0.75. <laughs> but I guess it's 0.66. Yeah. I need to go back and do some math on that one. You know what would be a really original idea is if they had Finn Balor interrupt Elias Sampson mid-song. That'd be weird, though, because, I mean, they've never done that before, right? At some point you have to, though, I would think. like, Yeah, I know. If he's going to come out there and – and play that song all the time, I would imagine, hey, you know what would be a funny little face thing to do is interrupt it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be it's, cool. it's weird they haven't done that yet. Yeah. Four, four, seven, or eight times. It's weird. Especially with Finn Balor. I mean, yeah. damn. It's true. Um, at least this time we actually got to hear some lyrics from Samson, <laughs> which was fun. Because it sounded like he was making them up as he went along. Like, I hope he has been. Like, No, but seriously, tonight it, it sounded like Maybe they were supposed to hit go on that Finn Balor music a little earlier, and he was just winging it until they finally pushed play. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and this match was great. These two guys work really well together. Uh, which, thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a solid match. It really helped having it uh, be a no DQ, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought, I thought but, it was a pretty average match, but one of my favorite spots of the match is Samson hitting this, like, sweet – Snapmare style shoulder breaker on Balor's shoulder, which has K tape all up on it. Like he looked like he was like Irish Cesaro tonight. Yeah, there's um, there were a couple of things like they they kept on referring to it as his shoulder surgically repaired shoulder, 
They, mm-hmm. But that's not the same shoulder. Like, he's wearing it all over his left shoulder. He was his right shoulder that he screwed up in the match with Rollins. Well, you worked, you worked the left arm right. in wrestling. Well, yes, I understand. But, like, don't lie and say what shoulder it is. We can go back and watch the tape and know which one he screwed up. Um, but you won't. But you won't. Um, the other thing I loved was um, they, Cole says that last week, Elias Sampson hit Finn Balor over the head with a guitar, and Finn remembers that. Like, I certainly hope so. <laughs> if he doesn't remember a week ago, that's a bad concussion. Why the he hell is he in the ring? He cleared to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was decent. The camera zooms on Balor's stomps were just ridiculous. Where he stepped up and then stomped. Which I like the stomps themselves, but they didn't need to zoom in every single time. Right, right. It was nuts. Uh, Bray Wyatt showed up per usual. Yeah, it's Sister Abigail. The, like as as soon as they said last week, oh, it's going to be Finn Balor versus Elias Sampson in a no disqualification match. You, I knew exactly what the finish was going to be, and that's not good that you've done this so often with the same characters that I know what it's going to be. Now, could Finn versus Bray be decent? Yes, it could. Do I think it's going to be? No, I don't because because of everything they've done. So, you know. Fingers crossed. That's what I'll say. It, this they, could be excellent. They but. have rendered the lights off, lights on, show up thing like completely point like it's yeah irrelevant I, now. I, I do love when they when it's lights out, lights up. He's in the middle of giving somebody Sister Abigail. That's a lot better than dude standing on an apron. Yeah, like because you actually got to get in the ring, scramble around, find the guy you're going to do that to, and then do it. Um, that's at least the best version of this terrible thing. Somebody in our chat says that uh, Graves corrected Cole on the shoulder. Oh, good. Good. I missed that part. Enzo is backstage. He says that he does not have a plan. He's just going to fight Big Cass and bring the fight to him. Enzo's promos are still, like, super over with the crowd. Like, damn. They're super over. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. In six months... Where's Enzo? What's Enzo doing? In your in your It's hard like, for me to say. Right, exactly. Like once this thing with Cass is over, which the only possible thing here is Cass winning the feud and then moving on from it. Yeah. I don't know what you do with, with Enzo unless you make him a manager of somebody else or put him in a tag team with somebody else. Because mm-hmm. he's got great mic skills, but nothing in the ring to back it up. Like he just doesn't. He's great getting his ass kicked. But I don't think you can make a career out of that, you know. Like, you, you could argue you're making a career out of it. The way he does it, he does yeah, it better than about yeah. anybody. That's true. But it would it would wind up being like, hey, you, I want to fight you, and then the you look, kick my butt. Go back and look. Check out the look on his face when when Big Cass had him by the neck. Yeah, and he was just staring off into space. By the way, um, Cass whipped his ass and then yeah. pinned him and then beat him up afterwards. Big Show tries to make the save, and Cass. <laughs> Has Enzo by the neck, and he says, "I'm gonna snap his neck." And Michael Cole says, "He's he's gonna slap his neck." <laughs> oh, Michael Cole! He's gonna slap his neck. Oh, oh no. Jesus! No, not that. Anything but. <laughs> Man. Uh. Well, he kicked Big Show's ass too. Um. Based on the YouTube metrics, which you'll have to handle this week, by the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Cass is a star. Everything that he does hits a million. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, the thing? I'm. Is it everything he does, or everything he and Enzo do? Like, is Enzo in almost all of these segments? No, the Big Show one was at a million too. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it's it's interesting to me because I mean. It's certainly not helped by his basic look and his music, but isn't test his ceiling? Like, like I, I just don't see anything beyond like upper mid cardish heel. Based guy. on what he's shown us, yeah, but I mean, the numbers don't lie, man. That's true. Like, I mean, I, I don't get it, but it doesn't mean. Just because I don't get it doesn't mean it's it's wrong per se. I right, mean, if people right. are going to tune in to watch him, people are going to tune in to watch him. Yeah. Emma was backstage. She said she uh, interrupted Kurt Angle and said that she wants her chance. Then practically threatens to date Jason Jordan. <laughs> that, was, that was just so. This okay? We got to talk about this Emma thing through through this and then and then the match. Sure. Like she's been really. We're going to go straight vocal. into the match. By the way, yeah. Vocal on Twitter about not getting her shot, not being respected backstage and should be in, involved in more stuff. And objectively, she should, especially when you consider what's going on a lot over on SmackDown. There's there's only so many slots for women on TV, unfortunately, and she deserves one of them. Um, and um, so she's been very vocal about it. So she, she says, um, she actually tweeted out today a picture of, her in a bikini because that's all they use her for is bikini shoots. And then they pl- plug that all over Twitter and YouTube. Uh, she says, I think I'd look uh, better wearing a championship belt than a bikini. What do you think? And tweets that out and everybody's retweeting it, including me. Um, and then she shows up and says, Hey, Kurt Angle, I'm, I'm threatening to date your son. So you'll notice me. Uh, how about I get an opportunity? And he's like, great. Here's your opportunity. Face Nia Jax. Now, we've seen other really talented females wrestle actual matches against Nia Jax. Sometimes Nia wins. Sometimes those people win, but we've seen that Nia can have real matches that last eight, nine, 10 minutes and aren't just squashes, but they don't book Emma like that. That's not what Emma's role is in this particular little story. Um, And she gets the pants beat off of her. Not literally. Um, And, and Nia hits, a really cool new finisher, a somersault senton, running somersault senton. That yeah. looks brutal. I love that. Keep doing that, Naya. Um, Literally but, squashed Emma. Yeah. Um, and what was great was Emma's reactions during the match. Like, you could tell she was not here for this. She didn't want a part of Naya. When Naya was throwing her down, she was making these faces like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got to do this. You know, yeah. it was really, really well it sold the story. And then afterwards, after this match... She tweets another thing out, like, uh, hey, wait, uh, maybe it's just all this, I'm dazed from being beaten up by Nia Jax. Thanks for the opportunity, Kurt Angle. Uh, but I also, I'm thinking, Bailey, isn't, didn't Alexa Bliss raid Paige's closet and get that jacket? Like, it's just, she's, this is the equivalent of the, the hero in the fight in the movie who's been beaten bloody and staggers to his feet as the villain starts to walk away and goes, hey, is that all you got? Like that's that's what Emma's not staying down, and she's going to force them to discipline her not in the ring, because she just won't shut up about this, and that's it's a shame because she's she's really 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 good. 
there's good and bad to all this because Emma deserves it. Uh, I think Alicia Fox deserves better. I've had some say Summer Ray. I'd be like, I don't know what the hell to do with Summer Ray at this point. Don't know. I saw a thing that Dana Brooke retweeted that I didn't necessarily agree with. And, you know, I am far from a, a Tamina advocate, but it was a spot last night where Tamina took the leg of, of Charlotte and Lana kicked her a couple times. And she whiffed on one of the kicks, but because of the production, you couldn't tell that she whiffed right. on it. And, like, I, Lana, like, there, she can't win no matter what. Like, right. no matter what she does, she doesn't make anybody look bad. She doesn't look bad. She doesn't expose anybody. But you're still getting all these people that are, like, that are using her as the scapegoat for all these women on another brand not getting an opportunity. It's super weird. Like, it's super weird. Hey, if you guys uh, want to see them get opportunities, make a lot of noise when they come out. Yeah, that that usually helps. That's a good opportunity. That's a good uh, way to handle that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got literally squashed and by running shove too. I don't know what that move is. Yeah, where Nia runs into people and pushes them. So. Afterwards, Corey Graves calls Nia the hybrid athlete. I'm not sure what the hell he means. No, and they also sell um, Nia as being this dominant, unstoppable force who's never been the champion. Like, she loses matches. Yeah. Like, it's fine anyway. that she does, but you don't can't sell her that in the ring like is there's that she's unbeatable. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. Backstage, Titus O'Neil said that he got Tazawa's match canceled tonight because his shoulder is a liability. Uh, I think I think that those interactions are very good. Tazawa forcing his way to the ring is very good. Where I get lost is Neville just inexplicably coming out and just trolling. Now, I get it. He's an asshole. He's a heel. But it just doesn't always make sense. And, Alex, I've, I've talked about how I hate the method in which these promos are set up so often about how people go out there unprompted. Take a look at the Mayweather-McGregor pressers. That shit devolved real quick because they weren't asked questions. They were told, hey, go up there with a mic in your hands and talk trash for 20 minutes. Conor McGregor is the greatest trash talker of all time, and he was running out of stuff real quick. So these people... (laughs) All these people don't right. stand a chance. Yeah. They don't stand a chance. Um, there was one point I, where, ahead, where I was – no, there was one point where I just I – I, I, I pulled a face because it was one of those things where I, I – <clears throat> it was a compliment, but it was also kind of a weird stereotype. Like, ah, yes, the fighting spirit of the Japanese. Yeah. And I was like, ah, well, okay. Thanks for the compliment, and it's I don't are we say are we is, is, are we still using phrasing because that, that was just it was um yeah it was just a weird thing uh, but I guess coming off the heels of last night where it was all America all the time everybody else <sighs> I guess it's just par for the course in WWE so yeah. Yeah, somebody says on the YouTube, they said, this is where the chat is, not on the site. Yeah, we have one on the chat. We can have forum uh, chats as well. I read I read all the comments from the site and from the YouTube. So 
part of the producing world, y'alls. Uh, Davari comes out, attacks both men after Tazawa beats up Neville. I'm okay with that. I like Davari. He's fine. Yeah, no, Davari uh, showed a lot in that match with uh, Tozawa. Um, I, I like his his variation on the Rainmaker as, as a hammerlock. Um, this this match, this segment, started me thinking. Oh my God, could we could we actually get the big beef four way and the multi man cruiserweight ladder match? I've been wanting wanting this entire time. They've had a division. Could we get both of those things at SummerSlam? I'd be so happy. <laughs> but I was I was wanting like Mustafa Ali to run in and Cedric Alexander and everybody's make do become this obvious thing, but they're biding their time. Um, I do love that Neville is fighting another heel tomorrow night on two hundred five live. I yep. love that Neville takes on all comers. He should that should be his thing. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing whatever comes of this. I'm fan. Um, I'm a fan of babyface versus babyface, heel versus heel, all the damn time. What's it matter? Right. Yeah, if those absolutely. heels are so much of an asshole, then they they shouldn't like each other anyway. Right, right. Backstage, we get a terrible Sasha Banks Bailey written promo that is just so canned and like, "Hey Bailey, hey Sasha, we got a mask tonight." Yeah, no, I'm gonna beat you. No, I don't think so. I think I'm gonna beat you. Well, we'll yeah. see. Oh, but the best woman win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah. sure will. And then before mm-hmm. that, you had Alexa Bliss, who I thought did pretty well, even though a lot of her stuff was written. And she brought up about how Bailey and Sa- Sasha steal each other's thunder. We get the match, and I loved the match. It did not feel like a thirteen-minute match. It no. felt like a six-minute match. There were a couple of slick spots early. Bailey gets knocked off the top rope, and she does like this rope-hung cutter and. <laughs> WWE production has been on point the last couple of days because they've got the best angles of a lot of these moves because I feel like if you got that from a different angle, it maybe didn't look so good. There's like a hockey brawl that ends in Bailey getting slammed by her arm into the turnbuckle. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Cool, very cool. A really sick knee exchange. Only part I didn't like was the absolute was the finish. Sasha hits the frog splash and like hooks the leg. Then Bailey uses her momentum to float over. I can say that in my years of of amateur wrestling, I've not seen that one <laughs> out of a leg hook just floating over like that. Like maybe walking up a wall or a cage or something like that. But and it wasn't even like 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 Sasha didn't splash, hit, bounce up, and then the momentum like she reset. Outside that finish, I really like this match, Alex. Me too. Uh, I was I was certain. Particularly with the placement of it on the card where it was, like not as the main event, considering they've had women in really important matches, main event uh, before. The fact that it was Bailey versus Sasha, uh, the fact that, you know, there was a lot of speculation we were going to wind up with a uh, fatal four way at, at SummerSlam. 
Um, I thought this was going to end with Bliss interfering. Um, and it didn't. And it was it was a really, really, really good match. These two are so good together. And it it pains me that they've spent a year on the main roster together and they don't have matches. They had like one where there was a, another wonky pin finish where like nobody pinned anybody. And then Charlotte was like, see, see, they didn't pay anybody. And it's yeah. like, they, they can't just have one of these two beat the other one. And the next time the other one beats the other one. And it's like, you know, like ever 50, like 50 booking can work. It can yes, work in the right can. situations because these two are really, really good. Um, but, then these other things, people were like, oh, well, oh, Bailey snuck a victory. Maybe Sasha's going to turn on her. Nope. No, we're not. We're just going to, we're going to get them being friends forever because that way they never have to have real matches. Like, TakeOver Brooklyn won between the two of them. Like, it's a classic. It's an absolute classic. And their rematch, I guess it was a, whatever they called that TakeOver respect or something. That was ex- excellent, too. These guys, these these women can have amazing matches, and they're not being allowed to wrestle each other. Um, I, yeah, the, the 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 finish was was crap. They they could have made a much better finish with that. I loved the the knee exchange was amazing. At that point, really I just good. at that point I simply tweeted "fight forever" because especially I want these- the the Sasha Banks where she missed the knees at, yeah. at the beginning. Oh, so she, good. She keeps finding new ways to to fit that in. And not just fit it in, but take it out and, and yeah. like miss on spots. What do you think about Bailey Alexa at SummerSlam? Do you think Sasha's getting involved? Do you think Nia's getting uh, involved? I, 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 honestly, I, I can't fathom what the reasoning behind this is. Like <laughs> Bailey, Bailey was thoroughly destroyed by by Alexa. Like yeah. it, it looked, she looked awful at, at Extreme Rules. She didn't look great at payback. The match either. was terrible. The match was horrible. Too. The match was horrible, but it, but it was because they made Bailey look like. I mean, I guess there's no kendo stick to wonder how to use in this match, so maybe that's <laughs> her fatal flaw. We should not have to worry about that. Um, but ah. Uh, I guess we'll see because I have no doubt that Alexa Bliss and Bailey can have a good match against each other. I just I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, and again, you know, you think about what Bailey could be and what she is to a lot of people. Her, her most ardent fans are never going to, to give up on her, but it's still just it's not what it used to be. Um, also, early in the night, she had the weirdest damn. Sonic commercial ever where she was talking to how about how great it was to have this thing back that was gone. She was talking to the Hardys and then it turns out it was pretzel dogs and she holds out this pretzel dog. Like it's, I don't know, the Ark of the Covenant or some, so that idol that you know, like, it's just this golden thing. It's a damn pretzel dog. It was just, it was bad. It was really, really bad. So I don't, uh, yeah. It's just not what it's not I, the women's matches at SummerSlam. I'm not excited about either of them. And I want to be, I want, I want these matches for these women to be excellent. I want, cause SummerSlam is the workhorse show. That's where you get the best matches. WrestleMania, it's usually just pomp and circumstance 
Although now they've branded SummerSlam as the biggest party of the summer. And they're going to call it that instead of calling it SummerSlam. And that's driving me bananas already. Um, but I really wanted the women to have a chance to shine and do really great stuff. And I don't think they're going to. I have to admit, uh, based on what I saw out of Jason Jordan tonight, I was a little worried. A yeah. couple situations. He was completely void of any charisma backstage in that interview. Not an ounce. None. He gets – now, let me tell you. Most guys don't worry about and worry about softballing Kurt Hawkins. He seemed like he was, like when he did the waist lock and the, the scissors and the cross faces. And I know that's, that's an angle move. It's not necessarily a move he's done a lot, but he didn't look as aggressive as I would like him to. Now, that changed with his finish and with the overhead belly-to-belly. But that was that was a little concerning. Uh, it looks like he's going to go, based on what I've I've been seeing, it looks like the Miz. Now I get the feeling Miz will probably be like, go ahead and lay it in there. We know Miz is not afraid to get hit, yeah. Unless it's our truth flying over the top rope and he's supposed to catch it. It's really, the only time. Yeah the the promo was rough. Um. Yeah, I just don't know, man. I mean, he's – not everybody's a great actor, you know? Like, we see in an earlier promo with Dean and Seth, Dean's a great actor. That's his best he's, – he's not just a great talker, but, like, as an actor. Like, there's a moment mm-hmm. where he goes, you're going to be facing three guys. i got to worry about four. Great stuff. It was great stuff. The, like, the, him playing with the, with the tape as he was talking about it, it was, it was, it was just the right amount of pause – He's a natural actor. Jason Jordan's not. And yes. this thing that you're asking to do to pretend Kurt Angle is his dad, especially if what is if, if it's true, they gave him like four days notice to figure out how to do yeah. it. I mean, uh, that would be tough for me too. And I'm like, I have like 15 years of training as an actor. Like, oh, no, no, in four days, you're going to be like Kurt Angle's kid. Like, oh, what? In our, in our chat, WWE Talk brought up a good point. He said... It's like they got the point across, and they just kept asking him questions. One was enough. Exactly. Yeah. He just kept on. I'm like, yeah. So how does it feel to be Kurt Angle's kid? It's how does incredible. it feel to be Kurt Angle's kid? No, but seriously, <laughs> you just found out you're his kid. How does that feel? Uh, it was pr- pretty unbelievable. No, Me, but, then, but, but then tonight you're having your first match as Kurt Angle's kid. How does that feel? <laughs> it's not good. You can't do that to him. And then, of course, the dump you took as Kurt Angle's kid. Yeah. Next week, you're going to make him talk again in a Miz TV segment. Uh, yeah. Like, just let the poor kid wrestle. It's what he's good at. Well, he we know. Really good we at know that in college. We know let what's happening there. Miz is going to get all the heat. And... Oh, sure, 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 sure. But he's still got to hold up his end of the bargain. Yeah. And he's but... either be like contrite or. You know, like, uh, hey, you know, Miz, it's fine. Or, like, be really angry at him. Like, I still, I still have never seen – I've seen Jason Jordan be real. Like, after they won – after he and Gable won the tag titles, go back and yeah. watch that promo. Like, that's Jason Jordan being a real person. This isn't yes. that guy. You know what I mean? He's struggling to figure out how to act like a real person because there's these fake words they've given him. Sure. Um, I, we'll see what this, what this does. Um, if it is him versus the Miz, that's a really great first program for him. And hell, you could. Well, he's going to have a couple of guys to hit overhead belly to belly suplexes on and yeah, get yeah, heat exactly. while the Miz scampers out of the ring. So. Right, it's gonna that that will be good. 
because he can do a hot tag and all he has to do is do a hot tag without the actual tag right. on these guys and he'll he'll yes. do he'll do all right. What else we got here? Where's where where are my notes? Miz cut a pretty good backstage promo about how Seth Rollins is like Hollywood and he's trying to reboot an old successful franchise. We will get back oh. to that. Miz just ethered poor Tom Cruise there. Yeah. <laughs> So the Revival defeated the Good Brothers, as we will call them, because that should be their name. Yep. This was kind of confusing. Look, this is what happens when you have one babyface team on Raw. And the crowd were like, are they being nice to us? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And they work as babyface. Except for that hot tag, because I get the feeling it's been a while since Luke Gallows yeah. has gotten a babyface hot tag. That Listen, was not good. Yeah, uh, the revival are so good at working from underneath as heels. Like it's that's hard to do as a tag team, and they're great at it. They also work really well when when they're when, they're, when they got the heat and they're and they're you know. Uh, beaten up guys, but uh, but it was really fun to watch them do all their shtick of like, hey, what do we do now? This guy's really big. Like they're so good together. Their promo before the match was excellent. Um, I, I I I listen. You brought up American Alpha. You gave him the belts, but you you got you gave him nothing to do with them, and then you broke them up, and then you brought up Revival. One of them got injured. They're just now starting out. You 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 gotta let me have one of these two teams be great on the main roster. You know what I mean? Like they were so good in NXT. Um, you you gotta let me have one of them have a great run on the main roster. And I'm hoping they do. They don't screw up the revival like they screwed up American Alpha. Um, but or, I'm, or the Good Brothers or any number of teams. Right. That's true. Yeah. Anderson. With that jumping calf kick was one of the highlights of the match. I mean, that dude got up there. Anderson and Gallows acted like baby faces. They put over the town, and then yeah. they worked out of the heel corner, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I wonder if they went there out of instinct or just not knowing. <laughs> well, this um, is where we go, right? Yeah. That's all we, that's all we know. Um, the Hardy Boys come out and distract both teams, and it leads to a sick shatter machine on Anderson. Like, Anderson took that on the ear. Like that was that did not look good, man. Uh, I'm, I mean, it looked great, but it didn't look good for Carl Anderson. Yeah. Um, that that was that was the Shatter Machine is still my favorite tag team. Like it's great. You could you can hit uh, they. What I love is when they do it on really big dudes, and it's yeah. just knees to the chest. Like that just knocks the wind out of you. That's also a great one. But like, hey, not only shout outs to the Dudleys for having one of the great finishes of all time, but. For revolutionizing the tag team finish with just a simple flapjack, yeah, man. Flapjack anything works. It's, yeah, it, yeah it, it 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 looks a lot better than like a spiked pile driver or something. Even right. though I know a spiked pile driver would really hurt, right? Like it just does. It's not as aesthetically pleasing, right? The Shield zero point six six defeated the Miztourage. The most notable thing about this, I thought, early was Cesaro and Sheamus are watching. Now, they're watching a couple of jobbers team with the Intercontinental Champion against two guys that don't want to team up. 
Were they watching the match earlier between Revival and the Good Brothers? I thought they were. Uh, yeah, I think they were just, just hanging out watching the, the whole show backstage. Like, we could have caught them earlier watching uh, Jason Jordan toss done, Kurt Hawkins around. I haven't done anything else for the last three weeks. No, it almost feels like it's also a, like a pre-tape with they, they superimposed the, the match over the – because Sheamus is off making his movie. Like, yeah. where the hell are these guys? If they're here in the building, they're the tag champs. They're not on the show. Like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but if this, if this winds up being Sheamus and Cesaro versus – I don't know if I want to team with you, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. That could be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because both – like, it's, it's four great singles wrestlers. I'll give you Ambrose, even though I don't agree with it. He he, he has been in the, in the past. I, I wonder in a tag team setting, though, because I wonder in a multiple-person scenario and a tag team scenario because a lot of times some guys can step up and shine in that role. Yeah, uh, there was nothing really that special about this match until about 11 p.m. Eastern when Bo Dallas got enzoed by the bottom rope. <laughs> Very glad he's okay. Yeah, me too. After that, Seth Rollins had like the damnedest sell of that short DDT that Miz does ever. Yeah. The Shield 0.66 win. This was this match was there. It was decent, but the celebration afterwards was the best because Seth Rollins puts his hand out for the fist bump. Yeah, they're doing the now, – now, I'm a big fan of this genre. So, I'm, I'm telling you what they're doing, Alex. Right. They're doing the buddy cop angle. Mm-hmm. I don't want no partner. I don't need no partner. And then Seth Rollins helps him. He's like, partners? <laughs> partners? Because <laughs> you've got to have one buddy on the buddy cop movie who does want a partner – and the other one doesn't. Because if they both don't want a partner, just don't be partners. But I got to say that Ambrose's reaction, <laughs> he was like, he sees the fist, and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was doing the Tiger Woods, like, yeah, I feel you. I'm doing stuff with my fist, too. Yeah. Um, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, I think this, this – you're right. This could be really good for Dean Ambrose. Um because, you know, like I say, he's really, 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 really good on the mic and in those backstage stuff. Yeah. Um, it was funny. Like, he, 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 he went back to his old Shield-era tag stuff. Like, when, when Rollins was trying to get to the corner, he, like, climbed the turnbuckle and turned to the crowd and was like, yeah, come on, let's go. Like, yeah. it's, like that's, that's, an old, that's old school stuff. Like, well, people don't really do that anymore. Uh, I like it. I mean, in spite of myself, I don't like his in-ring work as a, as a singles guy. And to me, though, the problem was is that, like, I guess they won so they could move on, but it didn't feel like the end of stuff between Miz and Ambrose yet, and I just want it to be. So I'm hoping that next week it really is the beginning of Miz and Jason Jordan because I, I can't watch any more Miz and Ambrose stuff. Yeah. So it looks like Bailey, Alexa Bliss, unless something gets added to that, Jason Jordan, Miz – Maybe Cesaro and Sheamus versus Rollins and Ambrose. That could be good. Uh, Reigns, Samoa Joe, Strowman, Lesnar, and uh, anything else on the show. Which leads me to ask you this. Do you think they're going to do Cena and Orton against Kali and Jinder Mahal? Oh, my God. Yes. 
Oh man. Yes. Like this is now, like you you named off all those things from from Raw. Right. That sound sound pretty cool. Like I yeah. mentioned all that stuff. Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt too. I'm sure that'll be Yeah, okay. that'll be on there. That 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 has the potential to be something cool. It's that, that'll time. get one of my five out of tens. Yeah. It, it has, but it also will be the first time that Finn. I'm almost certain, be the first time that Filler comes out as the demon since last SummerSlam. Yeah. So that could be special. Um, what does he do different as the demon? Does he do like regular drop kicks instead of front ones or what? No, no, no. It's the same stuff, but it's got the power <laughs> of a demon behind it. <laughs> infused with the power of demonic. I've sometimes felt like I shit yeah. like a demon so I can tell you that that does have a lot more impact to yeah. it but uh, uh, over on Smackdown like what's what, what is is Orton and Cena versus Jinder and Kali the best case scenario for the main event on the Smackdown side I think that's the way they're going and no I mean, it's not no it is not I mean no 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 but, but I'm saying like within the realm of possibility because anything else doesn't seem possible. They're not going to put gender against AJ Styles out of the blue and put the belt on AJ. Cena. I mean, Cena, but here's the thing about Cena. A lot of times it's really hit or miss because there are some of these guys, like when he faces a Bray Wyatt, when he faces a great Kali, when he faces a a Rusev, sometimes when you're like, you know, this could be good. We could get the, the fabled big match, John, and then you're like, no, this is one of those four or five out of tens. And who gives a shit Listen, about that match? If you thought that John Cena hated Bulgarians, wait till he lays into Indian people. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like that's why. That's why I'd rather it be. A tag match because at least he doesn't get to do one-on-one promos in the ring where he just talks about how Indian food makes you poop, and that'll be like six minutes. Yeah. Like it's it's like uh, hmm. I just everything over on SmackDown makes me sad. Like, well, you're gonna be sad tomorrow night because you're hosting yeah. my podcast. Yeah, Woo! I know. Uh, o- Owen Styles has the potential to wind up being something interesting now that that thing happened. That's what, that's what I was actually about to talk about. Uh, I talked to somebody today, a report from Rovert on Twitter. Polarizing, to say the least, is Rovert. Right. But yes. yeah. I, I confirmed this with somebody. and But I wasn't able to get confirmation as to whether Owens or Styles were supposed to actually win the match. Just that that finish was supposed to be a little bit different. Or different. Yeah, That's what I was told. The finish was supposed to be different. Whether it was supposed to be that was a little modification, I don't know. But... Uh, Styles was also visibly angry at ringside. There were no replays. Uh, Kevin Owens went in as the smart money underdog, which doesn't really happen a lot. Owens was kind of unusual on talking smack about it. Odd, yeah, but uh, this is another one of those things you expect these guys to have great matches, and I thought it was above average. I thought it was a good match, but it just wasn't unbelievable. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know how much longer the match was would would have gone because it was already like a 12-minute overrun on the whole show. So it wasn't like they had five more minutes that they were going to go and, and then AJ was going to win. I don't think. doesn't seem like it to me. Um, but, yeah, the match being a different finish, that's certainly could, could change the storyline of what they're doing. Um, but, again, the, the 
I'm assuming we're going to get a blow off uh, between the two of them at SummerSlam, and that will be the only thing from SmackDown that I'm into. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, unless unless they do another New Day versus Usos 2.0, and it's that good again, because that could steal yeah. the night. But uh, I I can say Robert's given me some information uh, on multiple occasions. It's ended up being true stuff that like I didn't even run with, but he was just like, "Hey, this is happening." I'm like, okay, and ends up being true. I did talk to somebody I trust very much at WWE, and I, yeah, I, I, I hadn't even it hadn't even crossed my mind to yeah. that until this morning. And then I watched it back, and I was like, damn. Also, Davey Richards leaving Global Force Wrestling. Um, he is in medical school. He's been an EMT for quite a while. This marks his. I think 42nd retirement from pro wrestling. He's been saying that he's going to retire like every single year and some stuff goes down. Another guy, polarizing, polarizing guy. Either you really like him or you really don't. 34 years old, just turned 34 this year. Um, yeah, I. he's, he's, he's a good in-ring talent, but I don't think Global Force is missing anything by, by losing him, to be honest with you. No, I mean, I feel like his biggest thing he could have done was feud with Eddie Edwards, and he did that. So exactly, that's it. Um, you know, could, I mean, hey, if 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 there's a reason to say I'm moving away from wrestling, going to become a doctor to fulfill a lifelong dream is a pretty cool reason. So you know, more power to him, uh, and you know, um, wish him well. You know, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up in NXT to lose a match to uh, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly or something. Fun. Whoops, spoiler alert, by the way, guys. Um, also, Matt Morgan, uh, done with Global Force Wrestling. He just wanted it basically to be a weekend job. Global Force was like, oh, we're not, we can't do that. And he's like, well, see ya. Mm-hmm. Bye. That happens. That happens. Anything else on the pro wrestling horizon? We don't have a major show until SummerSlam, do we? It's a it's a month off. It's one of those glorious months off. Uh, I have to do some uh, books it and yeah, members only shows. But man, that's we got. I know this weekend we have UFC two fourteen, and then uh, Carlos is going to be at the Barclays Center live covering the the Adrian Broner fight Saturday. So he'll have a lot of stuff there. We've got a lot of exclusives. We've got Jason Kincaid articles that he's written. We've got stuff from War Machine. We have uh, stuff from Mackenzie Dern, uh, boxers that Carlos has interviewed as well. We've got a lot of stuff coming up on Fightful.com. A lot of stuff already scheduled because I didn't want to leave you high and dry, Alex. No, I appreciate that. That's good because, you know, I mean, I'm hang, ha- doing all my own duties, which keeps me uh, on my toes. Is that I've a diaper-changing six- joke, doing all your duties? <laughs> And that is certainly one duty. It is one of my duties uh, as, as a stay-at-home dad working a full-time job and caring for a six-month-old uh, baby girl. Uh, it's uh, it's enough of a challenge on its own. And now I'm going to do your job, too, so that would be a lot of fun. Hey, hey I, got tease. I got David Tease scheduling his own stuff this week. That's good. I'm glad for that. So he's covering Raw for us now, too. I know. That's going to be great. That guy's a machine. He is. He is a machine. He is. One time he said, uh, he's like, machines don't get tired. I'm like, bro, you had like two heart attacks. I'm like, something, something happened, my dude. Yeah. 
something happened. But um, Danielle Ortiz, who does our, a lot of our Total Bellas, Total Divas, Lucha Underground coverage, uh, we were very lucky to have her do it for several months. But as we found out, when you have children, Monday Night Raw ain't in the cards, my friend. <laughs> not, no, not, not a, not a second-by-second second, you know, live blog. That's not a thing that you can do when you have kids around. Yeah, very, very happy to still have her around doing Lucha Underground and Total Divas and Total Bella. She is incredible. She's really great. Tomorrow, tomorrow night we got you, Anna, and Jeff. I wonder how that's going to go. Are you we'll going to cut see. a promo on Jeff? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go easy on him. Um, oh. No, this, it should be uh, it should be very interesting because after after that after what we witnessed last night. Like how they're going to try and reset stuff for SummerSlam? Whoosh! Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to try to do some video blogs for my trip to Toronto. I don't know how long I'll stick to that because I'll probably get there and I'll have as many days off collectively in this week that I've had the full first year of Fightful, including my wedding weekend. Yeah. So uh, that will be fun. And then I go on my year-delayed honeymoon in September. Hot damn. Hot damn, indeed. Hot damn. What are y'all going to do? Are y'all going to, like, party without me? Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw a big... Are you going to listen to Cuckoo Cow? Yeah, yeah, we'll do all of that. Do you know who that is? No, I have no idea who that is. You're from Milwaukee, and how old are you? Well, I'm not originally from Milwaukee, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm 37. I'll be 38. You're not almost 38, Alex. I am almost 38. No. I am. It's true. I'm an old man. You have aged aged remarkably, Alex. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm impressed. (laughs) Hey, man, fat don't crack. I got got, got to say, fat don't crack, man. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to admit, I thought you were probably like a year younger than me or so. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, It's all that nice moisturizer that I insist on putting on my supple skin. How long have you lived in Milwaukee? Um, I guess it was 2010 I moved here. So Okay. I understand you not knowing who Cuckoo Cal is then. He was a rapper back in like ah. 2001. Okay. He sang my projects and it was about Milwaukee. Ah, well, there are a lot of those in Milwaukee. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's true. It is true. <sighs> well, I guess that's it for the Fightful.com podcast. I don't want to leave. I'm I'm letting I'm letting my show go tomorrow night. I know. It's your baby. It is. I'll talk about that on one of the video blogs. Guys, tune in tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern for the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. Even if you all don't like MMA, I'll be talking the Brock Lesnar situation, how it affects WWE, how it affects UFC, how it affects plans for everybody involved. Alex, where can they follow you on the Twitter? At Pulowski the Fourth. You can follow me at Sean Ross Apping. Follows cross platform at Fightful Online. Leave us a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. If you're in Toronto, let me know. I will be downtown, I assume, is where it is. Canadian money looks awesome, by the way. Really cool. It smells like maple syrup, and I'm not making that up. It's not like a thing that I'm just saying. It really does. Guys, until next time, we're out.